Uh, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is John Leonard. I'm chairman of the Milton Board of Appeals. Uh, uh, with me this evening, uh, two uh, board members, Brian uh, Connolly and Giselle Joffer. And uh, this is the uh, August 31st, 2020 hearing on the uh, 16A Mer Road uh, application. Uh, this is uh, be the last hearing on this uh, application so that uh, we'll see if we can uh, get everything accomplished that we need to in order to prepare and write a decision uh, on this matter. Um, Mr. Schomer, do you want to uh, take the lead here? Uh, I should tell everyone we've had uh, multiple documents filed by the parties, all of which have been uh, uh, recorded by uh, <clears throat> Crystal on our website and are, have been available to the public. Um, and um, we have received uh, a filing from uh, the, the town of Milton. Uh, Fire Chief Christopher Madden has filed a brief uh, report. We thank the uh, Chief uh, and Tim for uh, uh, securing that for us. So, uh, Mr. Shoma, do you want to uh, take uh, the run of this and uh, uh, tell everyone uh, what you filed and uh, perhaps uh, do an overview uh, so that those people who have not had an opportunity to review uh, the website uh, will understand uh, where you are on this particular application? Certainly, thank you, Mr. Chair. Good evening to you and to the members of the board, members of the public. For the record, my name is attorney Jesse Schomer. I represent the applicant in this matter, 16A Moore Road, LLC. Uh, as you mentioned, Mr. Chair, we did file a series of documents on Monday, and I apologize to the board members that these were not available earlier. We had intended to get them in uh, earlier than, than we did, but um, I want to reiterate that the plans that we filed on Monday were uh, they're minor revisions to the previous versions that the board and the members of the public have already seen. They were, uh, I would describe them as minor tweaks from the previous version to address issues that were raised at the previous hearing of the board earlier this month. Uh, comments from the uh, most recent peer review letters from Mr. Reardon and Mr. Uh, Bomer, as well as comments that were received uh, from Attorney Corcoran and his consultants and, and clients and also in consultation with some of the direct butters regarding uh, issues of landscaping and, and buffering to those properties. Uh, so Mr. Chair, my team is on the line tonight and if there are questions that any of the members have regarding particulars of the, of the changes, they, they're available to describe them in, in fuller detail, but uh, to give you the 10 cent tour with respect to the changes, Primarily, they had to do with landscaping and uh, a few minor revisions on the civil plan and coordinating those with the architecture plan uh, as, as those have developed through the, through the process of the board's hearings over the last couple of months. The landscaping plan, I would say, is the most significant change that's been uh, revised and uh, beefed up significantly, particularly in the areas of the residential butters to the rear and the uh, left, right side of the, of the site to increase the, the buffer to those neighbors and, and, and provide a, a bit more privacy uh, to them as they're the closest uh, residential abutters to the project. Um, in addition to that, uh, Mr. Chair, there were, there were some modifications with respect to the architecture and specifically having to do with the view of the project from uh, Brush Hill Road, uh, Truman Highway, and that was discussed at some length at the previous hearing. And uh, Tim Loringer from Embark Architecture is on the line tonight, and he'll be happy to, to go through those changes if you'd like uh, a fuller explanation of them. But 
in, in summary, they were they were provided to uh, for the purpose of, of giving more of a, a intentional focus to this side of the property, given the comments from the board members. And in particular, uh, I believe it was you, Mr. Connolly, who, who brought this issue up at the previous hearing that a significant number of people in the town of Milton will be viewing this project uh, from their automobiles, as, as it were, uh, on, on Truman Highway driving past the project and stress the importance of having a, a view that is uh, intentional and well-designed, not just the front of the, the project site, but also the side. So that detail has been added by Embark and, and we're happy to go through those with, with the board members if you'd like to review the details on that. Um, but aside from that, Mr. Chair, the additional filings that we provided on Monday uh, were updated peer review response letters by, uh, by our civil engineers at Allen and Major Associates and the architects at Embark Design, which were in response to the most recent peer review letters from Mr. Bomer and Mr. Uh, Reardon. In addition to that, for record submission, Mr. Chair, were updated a list of requested waivers, which has now been updated to correspond to the updated project metrics with the current plans, as well as an updated uh, chart of a tabular dimensional chart of the site and the proposed buildings. And this also was filed for record to correspond those to the current uh, version of the plans. Uh, in addition to that, Mr. Chair, and, and one final thing that we did file on Monday for record was a updated site line diagram, uh, which was discussed with the board members at the previous hearing, but had not been filed for record. Uh, that was intended to demonstrate that there is a significant, uh, significantly more site distance at the project site driveway than had been shown on previous diagrams. And, and that was submitted to uh, respond to an issue that was raised by, I believe, Mr. Black at the previous hearing regarding site distance to the uh, Truman Highway uh, intersection uh, and, and sight lines for vehicles coming from that direction. Uh, so Mr. Chair, that, that completes our submission of materials that we, we filed. If, if you have any questions or if the members or members of the public have any questions, we're, we're happy to, to go through in, in, in greater greater detail any of the plans, um, but I, I, I think I might stop there to um, to let you take the mic back and, and uh, let us know if you have any thoughts or questions. Okay, great. Uh, thank you, uh, Mr. Shovel. We appreciate your uh, updates and we appreciate the materials that you filed. Uh, I think the, uh, the better way to proceed here is uh, let me uh, uh, see Sean Reardon here. Sean, have you had a chance to uh, review the updated materials that Mr. Uh, that the applicant has filed uh, with the board? I have, yes. Okay, and uh, my question to you is then, uh, do you have any uh, questions, comments, or suggestions? No, I, ju I just think um, I'd like to compliment the applicant and their design team because I think the cooperative effort has resulted in a much better plan. I mean, it's still dense. There's still some challenges going forward, but. I think as long as everybody's diligent and, and stays the course, they can be managed appropriately. Um, at this point, all our technical comments have been addressed. We have, have a couple of qualitative concerns that remain outstanding, but I think can be managed and we've identified those in our last letter. Um, so aside from that, I think we're, we're, in, we're in good shape. Um, I can't, uh, I can only see about 10 people who are present and there may be 50 people that are uh, at this hearing. I don't see Mr. Shomer, do you have, Crystal, is Mr. Shomer with us? Uh, I'll strike it, uh, uh, Mr. Balmer. Is Mr. Balmer with us this evening at the present time? No, he's not. 
Okay, uh, that that's fine. Uh, let me uh, let me ask uh, Mr. Corcoran. Mr. Corcoran, do you have any questions of uh, uh, Mr. Schomer or any of his uh, uh, expert witnesses regarding the submittals that have been filed? I don't have any questions. I have other comment, and I think Mr. Black has comment on the site line, but we'll reserve that until you ask us to uh, submit. I don't have any questions of them at this point. Okay, that's that's fine. Let me ask Mr. Zawinski. Uh, Tim, does the, uh, the the town of Milton have any <clears throat> additional questions of uh, regarding the materials that uh, the applicant has uh, recently uh, filed? Uh, not at the moment. I just wanted to um, underscore something that was in um, Chief Madden's email. Um, I had asked him to uh, provide a, an email just kind of for the record um, to, to kind of wrap up his, his review. And um, we had a conversation the other day, and, and it is a tight site. Um, he's, he's confident that his, app, his, his vehicles will be able to get in and out. Um, but, but it is, it is tight. Um, and, and so one thing I will say as we sort of, um, you know, wrap this up and, and, you know, the applicant kind of goes into, you know, putting final plans together, you know, if, and when a, um, a decision is issued, um, it's, it's a game of inches at this point, any, any additional kind of radius that you can give on the, uh, on the driveway, um, to assist, um, a ladder truck getting in and out and not hit the curb. Um, would be would be appreciated. So, um, you know, he believes that the, the the project has incorporated, you know, all the feedback that he's provided. Um, it is a tight site, but it's workable, um, and and every extra inch uh, makes it more workable. Um, I also um, had some comments to pass along from the planning board. They're um, uh, they're tree and shrub in nature. I don't know if this is the right time to kind of talk about landscape or if there's gonna be any kind of further con conversation about that later on. I can just pass those comments along right now if that's okay. Yeah, I think that's uh, that would be appropriate Tim. <clears throat> yeah, um, the, the planning board has been kind of meeting and kind of, um, you know, uh, putting together their thoughts on these projects kind of on a rolling basis. So, um, you know, what, one thing that I, I would ask is um, if I would get the opportunity, I know we're closing the hearing tonight. Um, I'm going to pass along these comments specifically. If I can get the opportunity to just put them in writing also and kind of sneak them in, um, would that be okay? Well, I'm not sure that's technically okay, but. Okay, uh, then, 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 then. No, just hold for, on. Okay. Let me just ask uh, Mr. Uh, Schomer if you have any objections to uh, Mr. Uh, <clears throat> on behalf of the town, uh, uh, accurately uh, uh, producing his thoughts to uh, to writing and filing with the board. No, Mr. Chair, I would have no objections to that. I think the, the board has the authority to, if you vote to close the public hearing pending receipt of any materials discussed tonight, I, I have no objection to that whatsoever. Great. Well, thank you very much for your courtesy. So, Tim, I think that uh, that answers your question. I guess my uh, my only thought, uh, and maybe you can address it because you've been dealing with the planning board, is it's, um, it seems kind of late in these proceedings to be making comments for the first time on uh, issues that may be of significance. Do you know why the planning board so so late in participating in this hearing? Um, they they had um, 
they had provided comments um, earlier, um, I, I probably in the, the, the project eligibility letter stage, um, quite frankly, um, some really higher level um, big picture comments. Um, we had also submitted another comment letter a few weeks ago. Um, so um, it, it is late in the game. I mean, Mr. Leonard, the, the, the issue with, with sort of, you know, interacting with, with town staff and boards on, on these projects is, um, they're moving targets until they're not moving targets anymore. Um, so the, the planning board has been aware of kind of where the project has been going. Um, and I think has kind of withheld some comment until, you know, things were in a little bit more of a firmer place. Um, a lot of the issues that we've been dealing with have been highly technical in nature from both an engineering and a design standpoint. Um, you know, and so their, their stance has tended to be, um, you know, let's, propose, um, you know, things that could potentially be conditions um, rather than kind of getting into the, the, the muck of some of the really technical details, which may be a little bit out of their purview. Uh, one thing I will say is that um, I, I don't think that these are significant issues um, that they're raising. Um, I, I, the only reason I asked to sort of do a follow-up in writing is just because um, you know, again, they're, they're kind of calling it. Let, let, let me just read the comments that they, that they, um, that they asked me to provide um, just because they're, they're about the landscape plan. Um, you know, their, their, their suggestion is that, um, that any new trees planted on the site be at least three inch caliper and at least 15 feet in height when they come in. Um, and that all other shrubs should be a minimum of 36 to 42 inches um, in height and width. Um, their, their stance is that, you know, they, they want substantial plantings going in. Um, <clears throat> and then um, the, um, the, the, the street trees, the, uh, they called out the, uh, the Amalanker trees as, as kind of not as, as substantial a street tree as what they would necessarily be interested in um, and proposed elm or another type of more um, substantial street tree. Um, so I can get, you know, that in a, in, in, in a little bit of a, uh, a quick letter on planning board letterhead and get that in. Um, those are just some quick, really simple um, landscape proposals um, that they would, you know, ask the Board of Appeals to consider as, as conditions and the applicant to consider um, in their final landscape plan. So hopefully those aren't earth shattering uh, comments at this, at this late stage. Great, well, uh, thank you for getting them, Tim. We appreciate that uh, very much and without uh, objection from the applicant, we'll have them as, as part of the record. Thank you very much. Um, let me uh, check with the fellow board members. Uh, Brian Conley, uh, do you uh, have any questions or comments uh, regarding the most recent filings of the applicant? Oh, no. Do you want to hear from any of the expert witnesses of the applicant that are here? Uh, yes. If um, So I, I don't think I saw or received the updated landscape plan that was referenced. Um, and um, I would take up Attorney Schomer on his offer if there could be I, I, uh, just a quick kind of presentation on um, what changed. I don't think we need um, the great level of detail from our last hearing and a tour through the plans, but it would be helpful if, if um, and I, I think I see Ms. Adams is here just to get a a uh, quick presentation on what's changed since the last meeting in response to the comments. And I suppose that also is uh, putting you on the spot so you can you can defer if you want, but I don't know if you have a reaction to the planning board landscape comments that Tim just shared. 
Um, if um, I can't um, present anything on this computer, so if uh, Tim from Embark could um, put the plan up, I, I'd, I'd be happy to talk about it. Uh, I could actually tell you that um, the neighbor at Amore Road asked um, for some larger thuya. So we're planning the green giant and we're doing a series of those at the corner of the townhouses and then right there at the amenity space. So it's uh, it's definitely bulker, bulkier, you know, wider, taller, the buffer's just bigger. That's right there. That's where that's everything else you've really seen before, but that's where um, we made changes there. And as for the planning board comments, you know, um, I'm going to leave that up to the um, the owner group to decide on if they want to go. Those are really, really large plants. Personally, as a landscape architect, um, smaller plants do better going in. They grow better. They get, you know, they just do better. You start planting large plant material, and um, it 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 just doesn't go in better. Here we go. Um, so next page, I think there's a planting plan pages that calls out the plants. Um, this is just the overall uh, materials plan. Here we go. So we have um, the TO, the six TO. Um, those are the Green Giant Arborvitae, and that's right down there uh, by our abutter on a Moore Road. And then right at the corner of the townhouse, um, we have eight TO. So we removed, um, I think we had a deciduous tree and we had some smaller um, arborvitae over there on the Amora butter. Um, it was really a really nice buffer. We had a really great buffer there, but they just wanted something a little bit beefier, a little bit bulkier. And so that the green giant, although not a native, it's a really, uh, it's a really solid buffer material. We see it all over, you'll, you'll see it all over. There they are right there, yeah. Yeah, um, but I'm certainly happy to put in larger plant material if um, if the the team agrees with that. And as for the street trees, um, those little trees aren't really meant to be street trees. They're they're meant to be, you know, an Amelanc here is um, you know like a 15, 20 foot. So they weren't really meant to be street trees. I'm not sure if I could do it down um, at the um, at the first set of units. It, there's just not a lot of room there, and I think it would really start infringing on the architecture. But I could certainly look at the two in um, on the other side of the drive. I'd be I'd be happy to look at that and um, see how they look, to see if they fit in well there. Thank you. Uh, Brian, is that is Miss Adams' uh, presentation is that adequate for your purposes? You know, I just um, I think Attorney Shomers said if I heard him right that some modifications were made to the. Um, I don't know if it's the northeast, northwest side, the side that, that fronts on Brushville Road. Yeah, he did it's, say that. We've already submitted that material, and I think you looked at it the last time we met. I can go over it again. Um, so we're planning. Okay, no, so I, I had made some comments. This is at the end of the last meeting, uh, asking whether um, we would consider any enhancements to that side of the property. I thought I heard Attorney Schomer saying that there were some changes made in response to that. Was that, that not the case? Um, Are you referring to the the architecture, Mr. O'Connell? Or, or the, the architecture and landscape. I said I, that's fair enough. I think I was talking generally about the appearance, but you're right. It was so it's the architecture that changed. Okay. 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 Yeah, we can. That's great. I I don't think I got. I, I have your your letter that came in on Monday, and I don't think I have these revised plans, but they they are on file with the board. They are. Yeah, and we can put up the the revised architecture now and. I know Tim is, um, he's calling in on, or he's he's on his laptop, so he may not be able to share, but 
Um, Tim, if you wouldn't mind coming on screen, there he is. I do have the architecture I can I can bring up. I just didn't have the landscape with me. Uh, okay. And share that. And the only thing I'll just, if I could uh, mention, I, I didn't see the landscape plans on the town's website. I don't know if they are, you know, somewhere else, but they weren't in the same folder as the other provision documents. So that, that may be why Brian didn't see them if they're, you know, in a different folder. Okay, uh, thank you, Mr. Tamposi. Uh, uh, Mr. Lawringer, do you want to describe the uh, uh, changes to the facade that were discussed at the last hearing? I can, yes. So uh, it came up at the last hearing that we were kind of treating the end facade of these townhouses kind of as this, not really as much as the front of the of the site or the property as we were Emma Road, which was kind of true in terms of how um, we were looking at the site because we wanted to really, really front onto Emma Road and we had a pretty significant um, landscape buffer on Brush Hill and we wanted that landscape buffer to kind of create a, a level of separation between the busy road and the units um, for the tenants themselves. Uh, and then when you're always when you're designing townhouses, you tend to have that situation that comes up a lot is you, they're kind of very front and rear facing. So the, the, the end facades are often kind of just by their nature, not as kind of prominent as the front and rear facades. But we did do some work to um, um, mitigate that a little bit. So we significantly increased if this uh, elevation here in the kind of top left corner is that end elevation of those rear townhouses that's facing uh, Brush Hill. Uh, we significantly increased the amount of uh, windows we had in that facade. So we have, I mean, we've like tripled, I believe. We think we had the the one or two windows in the center here near the stair. Uh, so we've added two more windows on each side. Um, so it doesn't really feel like it's the side as much. We also took this um, this framing element that we have that kind of creates that um, uh, that gable uh, shape at each of the bays and kind of also creates the canopy over the doors and kind of winds its way down across the front of the townhouses and creates this darker facade on the inner side. Um, as that ends at the top of the door here, we just took that line and brought it across to create a, a vertical break in the facade. So it's not just one continuous material. So the exposure of the clapboard itself will be different on both on the top and the bottom. So it's a, it's a narrower, tighter exposure on the bottom and then a wider one on the top. Uh, so just adding that kind of subtle change in material and that uh, that subtle datum across um, and the introduction of um, additional windows, we think just adds a little bit more life to that facade um, and, and addresses the the idea that it's kind of the, the side rear of the site um, and kind of gives a little bit more frontage to brush down. And then we also have um, just what that looks like with the with the uh, landscape being in. Um, and then this is the, the way this is kind of collaged together. It's really um, the trees are are, are relatively uh, young in these. So there will be a much, I mean, if you look at what the current uh, site looks like, it, it's pretty um, thick vegetation there. We're keeping some of the larger trees. Um, so I don't think this quite does justice to um, how much foliage is going to be in front of the buildings kind of in kind of peak summer. Uh, but it's more put together to kind of get a sense of the scale uh, and the types of vegetation uh, and then what the textures are going to be on those facades and on that wall and on that fence. But um, the, the facades themselves won't be particularly uh, visible from Bristol Road, especially if you're driving by in a car. Um, but yeah, those are just a few uh, 
modifications you made to that side motivation. Great. Well, thanks, Mr. Loringer. Appreciate your comments. Uh, Brian Connolly, do you have any questions of Mr. Loringer on those changes? No. So did the changes get sent to Cliff Ballmer and is he um, completed his review? Are we expecting any sign off from Cliff on anything further? Um, I don't believe Jesse, we sent them directly to him. Um, I, I did actually, Mr. Okay. Connolly. I did send them directly to Mr. Bomer. So I, I don't know whether he has any further comments with respect to them, but he, he has received them obviously on, on not, not a lot of notice, unfortunately, but uh, yeah, he did get them. Okay. I'm just thinking that if we're closing the public hearing, I think Cliff's remarks were generally positive on the architecture at the last hearing. Um, and I don't, I don't think from his um, last comment letter, there was a significant amount open. I can find it. But the, if we're not going to have further comment from Cliff before the hearing closes, are you kind of reporting to us that the only changes are the only changes from the last week to that facade? That's right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And then, so Sean, I, um, yeah. So I was going to say, I, I, I spoke with uh, Cliff earlier this week, and he, uh, he conveyed to me that um, his, his, his last comment letter, um, you know, still stands. He feels that all of his um, major concerns have been, um, have been addressed. And so, um, so yeah, he, um, he didn't have anything further to add. Okay, great. Th thanks, Tim. And then I guess lastly, uh, Sean, um, and thanks for your summary earlier. And I, I know there are some plan updates in response to your comments. And the most important thing, I, I read your letter, Comment resolved is the punchline on you know the open points. Is there anything? Some of it was very technical, but is there anything in the changes from our last hearing that you think is worth putting on the screen and describing for the public um, that's evolved, or is it more just the technical things that sort of answered in your letter? No, I think it's more of the technical type. Nothing yeah. terribly exciting. Okay. Okay. Then, then uh, that's all I have. Thanks, Mr. Chair. Okay, thank you, Mr. Connolly. Uh, uh, Giselle Jaffa, let me just ask you a couple of questions. Number one, uh, do you have any questions of Mr. Loringer uh, regarding the facade changes or any questions uh, to Ms. Adams regarding the landscaping matters that she spoke to? to? I do not have questions for those particular people. Okay, and do you have any questions? Any questions for Mr. Schomer or any other questions that you want to ask the applicant in response to the recent filings? Yeah, so I think actually I have a question maybe best directed to Tim. And Tim passed along Chief Madden's email. And the way that I read it, it's he said, in a perfect world, he can get into the site, but everybody knows the world's not perfect which to me reads a little bit differently than like, I'm I'm certain I can get in there, but I could use a little more wiggle room. My question though is if we were to put in a condition that we wanted sort of more space to have more comfort there with, you know, safety obviously being a priority on any development, can Chief Madden give us any more direction or insight as to what would be more ideal? Um, I mean, in, in terms of how you would phrase a, a condition to that effect, I, I'm, I, off the top of my head, I can't, I can't think <laughs> of that. Um, but but, but the, the way that he described it to me was, um, 
just a, a, a few inches on the turn coming into that driveway just so that, I mean, when he reviewed the auto turn diagram, you know, the, the ladder truck, which is the biggest truck is, is kind of, you know, just, you know, just missing the curb when it makes the turn coming in to, uh, into the site. And, and so any type of, of relief, and, and again, we're not talking feet, we're talking, we're talking inches. Um, you know, he, the, the way that he described it to me would be, would, would be that, you know, yes, in perfect conditions, um, you know, it works. If there's a car, you know, parked a little too further out, or if there's other some other, you know, thing just happening in the life of the project, it'll be more difficult to get a truck in and out. Um, but you know, and and he would have <laughs> if there was a major thing that needed to be fixed, I I believe that he would have he would have said it. Um, and so I I think that kind of you know that 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 type of comment I think you know again just means the more space that he can get, the better. Um, and so, you know, in terms of how that manifests itself in the decision and in the kind of, you know, further kind of working up of these plans, um, you know, I, I, I'd, I'd like to hear from, from the applicant, if, you know, if they, if they feel that, you know, there's any type of relief on, on the turn coming in, um, you know, they're familiar with the auto turn diagram and kind of how close it is. Um, you know, if there's, if there's a way that we can have some type of a final, you know, little bit of review from the fire chief on on that on the final plans you know could be something that we might be able to work out yeah i think that's an excellent question from uh, tim uh, mr Schomer, do you think uh, uh, you're able to uh, uh, have your engineers take a second look at that and uh, perhaps give a few inches it doesn't sound like a lot of a con a major concession that would affect design or other permitting issues you want to address that issue? Uh, certainly, Mr. Chair. I think we can we can take a look at that and and go through it with the, our traffic engineer. He's on the line tonight as well. What I would suggest for tonight's purposes, as we start to move towards the the decision for this project, is is just to to make a suggestion to refer to uh, what the board did recently for the 648 Canton Avenue project, and just to to inform the members who weren't involved with that uh, hearing process there was an issue in that hearing with respect to a secondary access road which was having due to the topography of the site was going down an incline and making a turn at the same time and chief madden had some concerns and we went through those with our engineers and ultimately we came down to a position that i would describe as pretty similar to where we are here and what we what we did to handle that was the decision included a, a condition that required the fire chief to review the final grading and layout and an updated auto turn uh, when the construction drawings for the project were prepared when those kind of details can be can be finalized and i think when we do go to the point of construction drawings those minor details can be updated and if we can find a, a few inches here or a foot there to provide a little bit more space to the intersection, we're certainly willing to do it. And I think the condition can be drafted appropriately to, to provide for that. Yeah, that, that sounds like a very sensible uh, suggestion to me, but uh, I'm certainly not a traffic engineer and uh, not a fire chief, uh, but I do have a lot of confidence in uh, in Sean's comments. Uh, so Sean, do you, uh, do you believe that that's an appropriate way to address this particular issue? Um, I do, and it was in, in. I agree with all the sentiments expressed. It, it is a tight site, but what we're trying to do is 
balance all the sort of opposing interests. And in this case, what we've got is a really compact site. So the fire department doesn't have to travel a long way. It's not like it's a really narrow entrance that continues for another thousand feet. So, so it's really a compact site. So it lends itself to a sort of a more minimalist approach to paving. The, the thing to consider is that you know, any extra foot of paving is going to come at a cost of open space or, or grass area. So again, try, trying to balance those interests. And, and I think they've struck a good balance, but you know, if, if they could grab a, a six inches on a curb line here or six inches on a curb line there, certainly that would, would help. Um, that, that's the reason why I, I made it clear in my letter that you, there is no sort of flex space. So, so, so snow can't be stockpiled in the roadway. You know, everything's got to be kept clean because there, there's just no additional space. Typically, you'll have a 24-foot aisle. In this case, we have a 20-foot aisle. So we can't, we can't allow any encroachment. So from the very beginning, people have to be diligent about taking care of that and making sure that things get taken care of appropriately. Well, thank you, Sean. Giselle, do you have any uh, questions or comments? I actually have a, a question for Sean. Um, Sean, you just reminded me when you mentioned the snow. In your letter, you also talk about having some construction limitations. And I, I didn't quite understand what you were getting at there. So, so the site's small and there's a, there's a, there's a lot of construction. Um, and I would expect a lot of deliveries, a lot of trades, <coughs> you'll have plumbers in one building, electricians in another building and framers in another building. So I, I think there's, people should prepare themselves for stress on the site. And if, if, if we don't call attention to it and set an expectation that the contractor needs to deal with this diligently, you know, it, it could sort of get out of control and you start seeing trucks parked on the street and start seeing contractors leaving vehicles here or material being offloaded from the street. So the reason I wanted it mentioned in my letter is just to make it clear that this needs to be an effort from the very beginning and a commitment by the developer to make sure that they're going to do the things they need to do to make sure that, that their project doesn't spill out into the public way. And would that type, would those types of limitations or guidelines typically be in a construction plan? Yep, they're, they've committed to providing a construction management plan before. But, but right. I mean, truly, you, you can plan all you want. It really takes discipline and, and commitment to make sure that it actually takes place on the site. And, and, it, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to take a lot of coordination, a lot of effort, and a lot of planning. But I think it's doable, particularly given sort of the sum of the space that they've created for themselves on that um, in the open space area. Thank you very much. Very helpful. I have no further questions at this time. Okay, thank you uh, very, very Mr. much. Chair, could I just follow up on, on that one uh, real quick? So, Sean, is the, is the way the, the board could address that concern to add a condition that says that before a building permit's issued, a construction management plan needs to be approved by, you know, the town and its peer reviewer? Is that the idea? And then, it, and then a condition that they abide by? Is that in other projects like this, is that how we've been addressing a concern like this? It, it is, and I think it's, it, as long as they don't waive it, I think it might even be required as part of the stormwater management um, regulations. Um, I think more importantly, it's it's getting a commitment and reminding people and, and being diligent about enforcing it. And mm -hmm. I don't know if there's a way to punish them if they don't do it properly. I mean, usually it's it's... It's the stick is usually a, a, the enforcement measure, and I don't know if there's a, a better stick that you can apply through the 
decision, whether it's a, a fine or something like that, but it's really going to be a matter of just staying on top of them and making sure they're doing what they said they're going to do. Thank you. That, that, that is the kind of condition we've written into all the other permits. Great. Great. Thanks very much. Great. Uh, hi, Judy. Welcome aboard. Hi. Nice to see you again. Good. Nice to see you too. Um, so, uh, Mr. Corcoran, do you have any uh, final comments on the uh, the applicant's case? I do. Um, I, I mean, not not your case, but on on what's been set up to now. Let's put it. I may have phrased that uh, incorrectly. Uh, do you have any questions of regarding any new comments that have been made by the applicant? No, they haven't satisfied. They haven't I know they haven't satisfied you, but I want to know whether you have any questions. I don't have any questions. Okay, no. okay, great. Let's uh, let me just ask uh, for the sake of the record here whether there's any member of the public uh, who was present who has any uh, questions or comments on the uh, ev the additional evidence uh, that the applicant has submitted for this particular hearing uh, and any statement that the applicant may have made at, at this particular hearing. So Crystal, is there anyone so present? Um, yes, there is. Let me promote her over. Hello. Hi, Sandra. Yeah, we can hear you. Hi, um, my name is Sandra De Silva. I live at 37 Amor Road. Good. Welcome to the Board of Appeals, Ms. De Silva. My concern is the questions I've talked about before is it's going, it's 16 units Condensed. I'm sorry, I'm sorry Mr. Silva. This is not a public comment generally about what you think about the project. If you have okay, how are we going to address the bottleneck? I'm, I'm sorry, I'm no, Mr. Silva, would you please stop? Don't double talk. If you have questions you want to ask Mr. Schomer or any of the expert witnesses regarding their additional testimony this evening, uh, uh, please uh, feel free to ask those questions. Go ahead. My question is, it's, there still is problem with the density of this project. Who, who was your question addressed to? That's certainly not a question. It's a statement and it's a comment, but who was your question addressed to? And please state okay, Mr. Tamposi. I don't think Mr. Tamposi has testified tonight. Okay, then Mr. Schomer. Well, Mr. Schomer or Mr. Loringer, perhaps. Go ahead. What, why don't you tell us what your question is without uh, uh, making arguments? Go ahead. My question is about the bottleneck or barrier that's going to be on Amor Road. The safety. Mr. Schomer, if you understand the question and as it relates to the evidence presented tonight, uh, do you want to address that, please? 
Certainly, Mr. Chair, I, I think I understand Ms. De Silva's question. I think if, if I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I, I think you're you're getting at the issue of the the width of Amor Road as it's come up in previous hearings. Um, and and forgive me if I'm if I'm misunderstanding the the intent of the question, um, but uh, through you, Mr. Chair, just just to confirm, as we as we talked about a little bit at the last hearing. Um, and we've provided written testimony on this. The applicant is agreeable to a condition of this project that would uh, that would provide for the town to pursue uh, designating this area of Amor Road as a no parking, no standing, no loading zone, so that there's not vehicles parked in the street, no uh, delivery vehicles parked in front of the project site, and, and no Ubers and DoorDash drivers sitting in front of the project site waiting for people to, to come out to be picked up or to pick up uh, deliveries and things of that nature. Um, so we we agree, we think everybody agrees that that's something that would be good for this location and, and would improve safety conditions, particularly given the, the proximity of Truman Highway intersection there. Uh, so that's that that would be how we would propose to, to handle that. Uh, otherwise, you know, it, it is a public street and, and we recognize that there are enforcement issues that's subject to uh, Milton Police Department to enforce, and uh, while we wish we could have a hand in that, it's it's public property, it's a street, so uh, we'll we'll need to rely on on the the police department, and and if there's an issue, we're we're certainly willing to alert them, because it affects us as well, just as it does the rest of the neighbors. Um, so uh, with that, I hopefully I answered your question, Mrs. Silva. Yeah. Why yeah, does the project have to be so big? Why can't you cut down the number of the units? Uh, through through you, Mr. Chair, again. Uh, well, it's, it's so, certainly nothing that's been discussed tonight, but uh, if you want to briefly discuss that uh, uh, to uh, see if Ms. Silva can be satisfied, then you, you're free to do that. Thank you. I'll just, just briefly through you, Mr. Chair, the, the number of, of units in the project is something that's been addressed and it, it comes up, you know, I do a lot of 40B permitting and it comes up in, in every 40, 40B project. And there are differences of opinion on what level of density is appropriate for the site. What we do as a development team is not to look at the number of units, but to look at how the units affect the neighborhood and how they can be mitigated. And we worked with the town's peer review consultants to try to do that the best we could. And, and we feel that the project as it's been designed has been appropriately mitigated, has been designed to complement the neighborhood at a higher level of density to provide affordable housing to people who, who currently can't afford to have it in Milton. So we think the project has struck a good balance between the local needs and the need for affordable housing. Okay. May I ask a follow-up, Mr. Mr. Chair? Well, yes, of course you can. Did we respond specifically to something that Mr. Schomer just said about no, no parking, no um, visitors, no uh, standing no nothing on this section of Amar Road. Can the developer explain how they're going to accommodate deliveries and and um, Ubers and visitors uh, within the site so that uh, the site plan itself makes sure that there is no standing, no parking, no other uh, stopping along the frontage on either side of Amar Road? I can address that through you again, Mr. Chair. The, as we talked about at the at the previous hearing, the the parking demand for this site is significantly lower than the number of spaces that we're providing. It's well within limitations of the ITE, and that's in the the project traffic report. 
it's intended when you design projects like this that two spaces per unit or 1.9 spaces per unit, whatever the exact ratio is, that includes guests, that includes Ubers, that includes DoorDash, and that's all taken into consideration in the calculation. So for most times of the site, there are going to be empty parking spaces, and that's where your Ubers, your DoorDash, your Amazon van is going to park temporarily for five, 10 minutes, and, and people won't even know they were there once they're, once they're gone. As we talked about at the last hearing, uh, we're, we're not currently proposing to designate spaces as guest spaces or, or, or Uber or delivery spaces, but what we've committed to do is assess the need for that once the project is occupied. And if it turns out that there is, there's a significant number of delivery vans coming on the site and there is a need for a designated spot during certain hours of the day, we'll designate that and that, that benefits our site as it does the neighbors. So it's in our best interest to, to follow up on that. So that's, that's our commitment. Why weren't the residents consulted about the size and the scope of this project? It's at the end we get to choose, I mean, some of the neighbors get to select the shrubs, but the density, why weren't we consulted or brought in from the beginning? And it's almost you hand us out almost nothing. Mr. Rush, that, that's, look at it, it's not a technically accurate question, but um, do you want to briefly address that, Mr. Schomer? I, you know, Mr. Chair, I, I, I respect Ms. DeSilva's opinion. I, I, I think what she's, she's expressing some frustration about the project, and I understand that. There are differences of opinion about these kind of projects and, and compared to what she sees on the site now, this is going to be very different. So I, I empathize with her, with her opinion and I, I don't share it, but what I can say is that we're committed to making the construction and the operation and maintenance of this project as best as we can for the neighbors to reduce and mitigate any impact on them. And it, it will be different, it will look different. It, we'd be kidding ourselves to say that it won't, uh, but we feel that this is well-designed, it will be well-operated, and uh, we think that this will be a, a positive addition to the neighborhood. Okay, thank you. Mr. Silver, have you finished your questions? Yes. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much for your questions. Uh, Crystal, is there any other member of the public who uh, has their hand up and wants to be heard? There is not, no. Okay, uh, thank you very much. So unless I hear something from my fellow board members, I. Well, Mr. Shomer, I understand that uh, your Kate, your affirmative case is over. One thing is popping into my head. Uh, did you make a comment, Mr. Shomer, that you uh, you wanted the sightline issue to you wanted somebody to say a word or two on the sightline diagram that was submitted, or am, am I mistaken? Uh, Mr. Chair, I, I, I mentioned that it was discussed at the last week's hearing and, and our consultant's available. He's, he's prepared to discuss it if you like, uh, but I think it, 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 it sort of it's, speaks for itself. It, it demonstrates that there's a, a ample sight distance to that, to that intersection. And the reason why it was prepared was because there was some criticism at the last hearing from Mr. Black regarding the speed uh, of, of approaching vehicles by which that sightline distance requirement was calculated, uh, which was, I believe in the original submission, 80 feet based on the speed that was measured uh, when MDM transportation went out to the site and performed their, their sightline measurements and speed measurements. But what the diagram that we submitted and was discussed last week demonstrates is 
there's actually far more site distance than that 80, 80 foot that, that we calculated as the requirement. It's something in the range of over 200 and I believe 240 feet. Um, so that, that was that was filed to record. And as I said, uh, Mr. Jume from MDM is, is available if you'd like him to go through it. Well, let me ask my fellow board members if they do. Uh, um, uh, Mr. Brian Connolly, do you want to hear from Mr. Dumain, or are you content with the um, site plan, the uh, the site direction plan that's been filed? Yeah, I, I don't need to hear from Mr. Dumain. I did see the plan. I suspect we're going to get some comments from Mr. Black, and then if Mr. Dumain wants to respond to those, we could hear from him then. Okay. Uh, and uh, uh, Giselle Jaffa, do you, uh, are you content with uh, the plan that's been submitted? I don't have any questions. I, I think some further explanation would be helpful. Okay. Well, I, I, I don't have any questions. So uh, uh, with that being said, why don't we consider the uh, uh, applicant's case uh, complete and uh, turn to uh, Mr. Corcoran. Do you want to be heard, Mr. Corcoran? I, I would like to uh, ask Mr. Black to speak to the um, this site distance plan uh, that was submitted. Uh, I think his position is substantially different than um, the opinions that have been submitted by the applicant. Mr. Black, uh, we're delighted to hear from you. Good evening, Mr. Chairman, members of the board. Thank you for the opportunity to speak. Um, the um, the latest uh, sideline plan that um, was submitted is, is very helpful in a number of ways, but I do have some um, concerns um, about it. Um, the first thing that is helpful, I think, is that it shows just how large a radius there is for the turn from um, Truman Parkway onto Armour, Amour Road. Um, and I will remind folks that the measured speed not the observed speed for that is is uh, has been measured at 31 or 32 miles per hour, depending what direction you're traveling. So I would agree that the 240 feet um, satisfies minimum requirements, but let me just qualify that. Um, unfortunately, I do take issue with referring to these sight lines as ideal. Um, ideal is not a terminology that is used by MassDOT or AASHTO in establishing safe design standards. There are two measures. There is a minimum, which I would call the absolute minimum, because you must provide at least a site distance, at least equivalent to the stopping site distance, which means that if an exiting vehicle makes a poor judgment, the through, the through driver has time to stop. And I agree that, that that is satisfied by this diagram, albeit that it's called ideal and not, in my mind, absolute minimum. The other recommended standard, which MassDOT encourages to accomplish, is for a much significantly greater sight line, which gives the, um, gives the emerging driver from a driveway a much better shot at making a good judgment on a safe gap in the traffic. Um, and that, that dimension is significantly higher than 240 feet. So whilst I acknowledge that the absolute minimum is accomplished, albeit that it's presented as being ideal, um, I, I think there is a good reason here why we should err on the side of caution and try and accomplish something better 
The reason is that we base this on 85th percentile speeds. So if we try to call this an ideal distance, it suggests that the 15%, we couldn't do any better for the 15% of cars that are traveling above the 85th percentile. So I, I consider it, in my, my opinion, professional opinion is that the, the access and site plan would be safer if the exit were further away from the main intersection. I think Sean in his comments kind of alluded to a similar point in saying that if the entry was closer to the Truman Highway, it wouldn't be as safe. And I agree with that, but we're, we're, I'm talking about the most critical thing, which is the exit movement from, from the site. Um, and I do think it will be, um, it, it will be interfered with to some extent by what I believe to be inevitable parking on a more road. Um, Uber drivers, in my uh, experience, uh, do not um, respond to no stopping restrictions. Um, the UPS truck on my street um, parks in the most convenient park place and then runs to individual places with packages. So, um, you know, I think it's exacerbated by that situation. So, whilst I absolutely agree that the the minimum, the absolute minimum dimensions are accomplished here. I think they will be somewhat compromised by um, on-street parking, which I believe will happen in practice. Um, but I think there is room to provide a much safer design um, if the, the at least the the exit from this project was moved further from the, the main road. Thank you, Mr. Black. We appreciate uh, that. Let me just see if my uh, my colleagues, uh, uh, Mr. Reardon, have any questions. I suppose the, uh, uh, the the other issue is when you move to the uh, further away from the highway, and you get involved with redesigning the project again, and you come closer to other uh, abutting neighbors. Uh, that's a burden on them, but let me let me. I absolutely you. acknowledge that, Mr. Chairman. I, that's a clear implication, and I'm I'm expressing this simply, my professional view as a traffic engineer, and my eye on uh, roadway safety. I appreciate that very yeah. much. You've been very uh, accurate and very candid and cautious in your comments. We appreciate that, uh, Sean. I know you're not a traffic engineer by trade, but maybe you were when you when you wore younger man's clothes. Uh, do you have any comments on this issue of uh, sight lines and uh, where the access point should be? Yeah, from, from our perspective, it, what's important to note is that you have a clear line of sight well into the intersection of Brush Hill Road, Namer Road, and Truman Parkway. So, so there's nothing in the way, sort of visibly in obstructing your view into the, in, to, to all the way to the intersection. Um, to David's point about creating a separate egress point. The important thing to note is that 20 feet is the minimum for fire access. So if we were going to add a second egress point, we, we'd lose 20 feet of, of open space or we'd have to move buildings around. That driveway would be more in line with the house across the street. So again, when we balance all the objectives, I'm comfortable that the current location meeting the minimum requirements, if not exceeding the minimum requirements, is is, a, is an appropriate balance. Uh, thank you, Sean. Uh, let me ask uh, 
Brian Conley, do you have any questions of Mr. Black or comments um, on guidelines? Not a Mr. Black, and thank you for that feedback. Um, for for Sean, the so at our last hearing, you know, Mr. Black raised a number of legitimate questions and concerns, and we asked um, you if you could review and evaluate. And you, in turn, sent us a very thoughtful um, comment letter that you know evaluated all of the concerns that were raised. And I think your conclusion was that, you know. Uh, having reviewed it, your opinion was that the project strikes an appropriate balance in addressing the safety challenges while meeting the minimum standards, um, which I think is what you said. And you know, you think you had about, I can see you had five paragraphs of summary on the site line issue. And I guess just for the record, um, is there anything either in the site plan that was submitted by um, the proponent or in Mr. Black's uh, comments on it that changes the written summary you submitted to us? Nope. Okay. All right. Uh, uh, thank you all. It's been a very thoughtful, I think, discussion um, by all the parties on the traffic impacts. It's been sort of helpful to my consideration. Well, thank you, Brian. Uh, Giselle, do you have any uh, questions of Mr. Black or comments on the sideline issues? No, I don't. Thank you. Okay. Thank you very much. We appreciate Um So, uh, Mr. Corcoran, uh, do you want to uh, uh, address the board on regarding the letter that you've submitted and make any uh, final comments that uh, uh, that you would like on behalf of the association? Yes, thank you, um, Mr. Chair. Uh, I, I said in the letter, I, the neighborhood um, and I appreciate the time and attention that's been given to this um, proposal. Um, I think I heard a number of things tonight um, that still resonate with, with us in terms of concern, dense, challenges, tight, game of inches, all next to a dangerous intersection. I think there's too much happening on this site. And as I said three weeks ago, when you push on one, at one side of the balloon, it pops out in a couple of other directions. I don't think that the developer has honestly come to the neighborhood and the town with a project that fits this site. And I don't agree with this notion that it's a balance of, of issues. And if we push over here, maybe we adjust over there, well, it's just good enough because it's not just good enough. They can do a lot better. They should have done a lot better. And I would encourage the board in this case to deny the application. They have not met clear obligation to provide a safe development, safe play area for kids, safe access and egress for emergency vehicles and others. They can't say that people will not fail or people will not um, heed uh, no parking, no standing signs. There'll be no enforcement. Town doesn't have enough police officers to wander around and have someone set up here to make sure that no one's violating the no parking. And there's gonna be a problem. And that problem is gonna, and the, and the outcome of that problem, someone's gonna get hurt or worse. And that's gonna be on the developer. It's gonna be on everyone who had his eyeballs on this project, 
and it's gonna be on this board. If this project is approved, as it's currently put forward, and there are problems, I'll leave it at that. Encourage the board to deny this application. This developer has not made a good faith effort to put forward a project that works for the site, that's responsive to concerns that have been raised by the neighborhood, um, and, they ought to, and they ought to be sent back to the drawing board. I know that's a difficult thing to ask. And if the hack doesn't um, pay attention uh, or doesn't respond favorably when projects are denied, but this is one of those cases where it should be denied. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Corporate. Appreciate your uh, your comments and your uh, submittals. I, I I think uh, let me just ask uh, Crystal uh, whether since we've completed the evidence in the case at the present time, whether there are any uh, members of the public who uh, are asking to be heard. Yes, there is somebody. I'm going to promote her over right now. Good evening, everyone. My name is Beth Forgives Barnes. I'm the president of the Neighborhood Association. And as it turns out, I live directly, well, parallel across the street, I guess diagonal across the street from where this project is proposed to be developed. And um, the neighbors and I concern, continue to be concerned about the density of this project, uh, mostly about the safety of this project. I, I'm the party that actually backs out of my driveway every morning without an additional 60 cars across the street. And, and, and basically every morning, as I tell you, um, take my life into my hands, as most of us do when we back out or drive out of a driveway. But this particular street, the way that it's treated by the public and the, ha the habit they have is to come down Amor Road from um, Brush Hill, uh, Truman Highway at full speed they don't break. They don't, you know, consider the fact that they're going a, a, around a corner. They just come barreling down the street. And many mornings I had to stop short um, in order to avoid an accident. So when you add 60 vehicles or more, if you have 60 units, um, <laughs> let's say it's 30 vehicles, if you take two trips a day, because um, people have a tendency to have more than one car, you, you're looking at adding 60 trips a day in and out of that property, not including Uber, um, deliveries, DoorDash, or anything else. And um, I, I don't see the need to have 16 units there. I don't see any way that this can be safely done, regardless of the minimum standards being suggested. Um, and I don't see why we should live in Milton and have to deal with minimum standards when we're paying all these taxes to live here. So I'd, I'd like to see the board um, look at the submission that's been made up by our attorney and deny this application. Thank you. Thank you very much for your comments. Uh, Crystal, anybody else, uh, a member of the public who wants to be heard? Uh, yes, um, my name is Evelyn Linares. I appreciate the opportunity of just uh, making a comment. I live here on 220 Brush Hill Road, so I'm the abutter on um, the Brush Hill Road property sideline. Um, and, you know, my family and I have lived here for 18 years and we have um, seen many um, just really horrible accidents um, right in front of our home inside 
our property. Cars have just landed, you know, um, in our property. And 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 I know most of you know the, the sort of history of what has happened here. There was a fatal accident. Um, so I, I do I I I have a, a huge concern about just traffic safety and, and the speed that um that cars are coming, you know, on Truman onto Brush Hill. Uh, you know, and this whole intersection is just so, so unsafe. And so I just wanted to also raise the concern of pedestrians because we have a really beautiful crosswalk, you know, across a, a pathway across the street where we can walk every day, you know, and, and these families are going to want to, you know, be able to access in crossing that street. And so I, you know, my question is how are we addressing, you know, a safe, Cross, there's no crosswalk. There are no pedestrian lights. Uh, you know, there's just um, we we definitely have uh, an opportunity to take another look at this whole intersection and and provide ideas for for safety because having more more people um, populate this this corner, um, you know, it, it it just it's it's a concern and we just really have a, have to have a. I'm sorry, ma'am, are you still there? I hear me? Yes, we can. Oh, could, did, did you hear my, my comment oh, about pedestrians? Yeah, no, your last remark was 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 cut off. So oh, I'm it, sorry, yeah, my I have my internet unstable, it says. So I apologize, but. You don't have to apologize, just uh, yeah. take your time and uh, complete your remarks. Yeah, so it, it it was just huge. My huge concern is is pedestrians um, crossing the street to be able to access the the nice you know path uh, in front of the river and and be able to take a walk. Um, so, thank you. Well, thank you for uh, for attending. Thank you for your comments, uh, Crystal. Any uh, any other members of the public want to be heard? No, there's nobody else. Okay, uh, Tim uh, uh, Sawinski, on behalf of the town, are you uh, content with the evidence uh, that you've presented? Yes. Okay, great. Uh, so it, it appears to me that uh, unless my fellow board members disagree, uh, that uh, we uh, have completed the evidence uh, on this particular application. Uh, Brian, do you agree with that? I do. And Giselle? Yes, I do. Okay, great. So we're going to uh, rule that the evidence in this uh, uh, matter has been completed with the uh, exception of uh, Mr. Zawinski filing uh, um, in written form um, the comments of the planning board, um, which he has orally described, uh, but he will uh, coordinate those into a written document and, and file them with uh, the board and with a copy to uh, uh, Mr. Schomer. Um, and it's always uh, delightful to see uh, Judy Barrett on, on board for our hearings. It's been a while, Judy. Uh, let me uh, talk to you about scheduling here, um, uh, hearings to discuss the application and to, uh, and to vote on it. I know you've been enormously busy and maybe overwhelmed, I hope not, but probably overwhelmed on the scope of business that you've been dealing with these days. So what uh, 
what is uh, convenient for your schedule under the circumstances. So I have been trying to stay on top of all the, of all these, um, Mr. Chair, just so you know, um, my, my absence hasn't been uh, for lack of interest. It's really just sort of been trying to let Tim do his job and you call me in when you need me. So uh, I think if what you want at this point is um, assistance with drafting the decision, is that what you're thinking? Absolutely, um, yes. Are you actually closing the hearing tonight and going into deliberations at this point? Is that the plan? We're going to close that here, close the hearing and- uh, Okay. Yeah. Okay, so if that's the case, then we have 40 days, as you probably remember, to, to do this. And I think um, what I would suggest, I'm just trying to open my calendar. I don't mean to be- No, I'm going to, I'm going to have to look at my calendar as well, so- I mean, if you've been meeting on Wednesday nights, um, what's next week? I mean, I, I, I can meet with you next Wednesday night if you want me to start working on a draft on this. Uh, on Wednesday night, the seventh, I could meet with you. At the at the present time, uh, I am unavailable on the seventh. Okay, uh, I am not available on the fourteenth. I'm actually doing a. 40B training for another board of appeals. Um, but I mean, I can throw out some dates that I'm available and we can just see how they work. Um, or, or or is that the best way to do this, do you think? Well, I, I think it would. I, I really don't want to go 14 or 20 days into a 40-day period uh, for an initial discussion of this uh, so that everyone's aware I'm, I'm not going on vacation next Wednesday. But um, right. I have plans to be in an executive session before the Revere City Council on a, an important matter. Okay, so I, I know that the board is ha, has another 40B hearing on the, oh, I know on the 6th, I'm actually on the vineyard for a meeting, so I can't do that either. How, how about the, Giselle, uh, excuse me, I'm looking at Giselle on my, my reaction. Uh, Crystal, can you tell us in, in terms of, uh, uh, hearing dates that are uh, reasonable for, for your particular scheduling, um, either shortly before the 7th or uh, shortly after the 7th, even if we go to a Tuesday or Thursday night. I'd prefer not to do Monday nights or Friday nights, but uh, what, what do you have available for so, us? So um, the 7th is available, but you said that you cannot yeah. do the 7th, so it would be the 8th is not available. Right, and I'm not either anyway that night. What about the 12th, Crystal? Yeah, Monday it would have to 12th. be the following. The 12th is a Monday that is available. Okay, I am available that night. Um, board members, I have a meeting with uh, a committee in Orleans at 5.30, but that ends usually around 7. So I could join you after that. I'm, I'm available in the evening of the 7th. No, the 12th. I mean, 12, I'm sorry, yeah. the 12th, yeah. 12, yes. Okay, would that be at uh, 7 o'clock? If you wish, I mean, I'll be wrapping up with Orleans at 7, but I mean, I'll be right, I'll be with you in five minutes after that, so. Would you prefer 7.30? It would be easier for me, but I don't want to hold two guys up. But 7.30 would be easier. It would Just, be easier. How are you on Monday the 12th at, uh, at 
Is that Director Bailey? Yes, I think so. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's fine for me. That works. Okay. And uh, well, I was going to, out of, out of comedy, I was going to ask uh, Mr. Shoma, but I guess technically you're somewhat irrelevant for our discussions on. They can all disappear. <laughs> on the decision. <laughs> what about Tim? Tim, do you need to be on this? I mean, I think it might be helpful if you can be, but I also understand you get pulled into a zillion different meetings. You and I could coordinate before then, but what's your, what do you want to do? Uh, th this is the priority. So um, okay. if I'm not available, I'll be made available. Okay. All right. So why don't we say the 12th at 7.30 then? Okay. That makes, uh, that makes consummate sense. All right. This works. And, Thank you. And just to look ahead. So in terms of what we'll be trying to accomplish. So Judy, will you be preparing um, a draft decision and draft conditions for us? What I'm going to work on is the conditions, but also conditions. we need to go through the waiver list. Right. Okay. And then that was my second. I didn't know if it was you or Tim. So you will, we have a proposed list of waivers and there'll be advice or recommendations to the board from the town or yeah. from you on the proposed waivers. Yeah. I'll work with right. Tim and, on that. And then That's there'll it. be proposed conditions. Yeah. Right. Um, yes. Those two pieces then, are critical. Yeah. And who, who is involved in either kind of capturing um, all of the conditions that we've discussed along the way? Is that, I'm assuming Sean and Cliff? And so, maybe, maybe Tim reviews for the time. How do we, um, I mean, I've got certainly notes from all of the meetings, but how do we go about ensuring that, you know, everything that's been proposed is, is addressed at the meeting? So when I do a draft, I sh I work with I share it with Tim. I'll share it with Sean. Tim usually will share it with any town staff who need to be involved. Um, if I need to share it with Cliff, I will. Um, for most of your hearings, I've actually had a colleague on the attendee side listening in and keeping notes for me. So I actually have more of a record than maybe obvious, but um, but just as a general point. Uh, before it goes to you guys, it usually goes through a review with with those folks. So I think we'll catch pretty much what may have come from the peer review consultants and so forth before you get the draft. Okay, great. Yeah, and even I think the like there's a great record of back and forth between the developers consulting team and you know our peer review consulting team with you know yeah. um, questions and you know commitments. And um, yes. so that's kind of an exercise that so your team Judy goes through calling all that into a list for our review. Okay, great. Yeah, and so we'll have something to look at before our meeting. And then when we, when we meet on the 12th, yeah. our goal will be to look at those conditions. And the waivers. Yeah, okay. We'll do that. And then, I mean, if we can get through those pieces, then writing the rest of the decision is is not hard. Okay. It's the procedural history, it's the findings, it's, you know, all of that. So that's, I won't worry about that for the 12th. I'll worry about the conditions and the waivers. And so the idea would be if, if, if all went according to plan on the 12th, we review and and uh, uh, evaluate the project generally, including the conditions. Give you the board would sort of give it feedback on what, yep, the, you know what the approval of the project should or shouldn't be, and what the conditions should or shouldn't be, and that would lead to another meeting, I guess, where we would have a decision. Is that the? Yeah, the next time you you meet, you would have whatever changes you wanted in the conditions yeah, okay. made, and then I would have added the procedural history, the governing yeah. law, the findings of jurisdiction and so forth. So 
you know, that second iteration, I would add those pieces. Great. Okay. Uh, thanks. That was really helpful. No problem. Giselle, do you have any questions of uh, Judy Barrett regarding the uh, procedures for the review of the conditions and discussion of the... We do not, having done this with Ms. Barrett um, recently in another session, I think I'm all set. Thank you. Great. The, the only thing that I would note, Judy, and I know, I know you know this is true, but just for the record, I want to note it and make sure it's true, that uh, Mr. Corcoran in his submittal... Um, I believe it was today, but it could have been yesterday, mm -hmm. uh, did uh, attach uh, his version of suggested conditions, yep. which obviously will be part of the consideration of the board. Okay? Well, you, you may remember from a previous decision when we had conflicting kind of condition language from the proponents and the abutters, um, somehow both were recorded in the decision, and sometimes it might be you know, what the neighborhood has suggested as an alternative is there in a footnote, so it doesn't get lost. And then the board can decide what it wants to do by trying to get it all into one document. Right. I, I just wanted to mention it because Mr. Corcoran and his uh, yep. comments or his closing arguments, I'll call it loosely speaking, um, referred to some of those matters, but he didn't refer to all of them. And uh, I, I understand the reason for that. So, uh, Understood. Yeah, they're certainly under consideration as well. Okay, so unless we have anything further to address, uh, I, I think not. Uh, Brian, are you ready to adjourn? Are we are we adjourning? Or are we voting to close the public hearing? Well, I, I thought we should. Well, I guess technically, I, I I thought I declared the public hearing closed. Fair enough. Whether it has to be voted. But okay. Let's, let's vote it so we don't have any issue as to. Uh, uh, there's a, a motion to uh, close the uh, uh, evidence at the public hearing. Uh, I, I think by uh, Mr. Conway, seconded by Ms. Jopper. Uh, so, Crystal, would you, would you call the uh, um, the list uh, for that vote? Sure. So, Mr. Leonard? Uh, I vote to close the public hearing. And Mr. Connolly? Uh, yes, I vote to close public hearing. And Mrs. Strawberry? Yes, I'm in agreement. Okay, so the public hearing is closed. We're going to continue the uh, these proceedings until uh, uh, September 12th, which is a Monday at 7.30, in order to uh, discuss uh, the evidence and the conditions and uh, other relevant materials so that we can start preparing a decision on this case and have that decision rendered uh, sooner rather than later. So I want to thank uh, uh, Mr. Schomer and, and his, his team and his experts uh, for their uh, uh, thorough preparation of the case and uh, their, their courtesy throughout the uh, hearing and their flexibility. I, I said before, and I, I mean it, uh, I, I thought that Cliff um, Palmer and Sean Reardon were the most outstanding peer reviewers uh, that I have seen on any 40B applications. Uh, and and they've, uh, they've done a tremendous uh, job. Their expertise has been immense. Their judgment has been immense. And uh, we would, uh, I think I can safely say we would be lost without them. Uh, so thank you to Cliff and, uh, and to Sean uh, Reardon uh, for your participation. I want to thank Mr. Corcoran, who's always a gentleman and uh, articulate as uh, usual. And 
uh, thank him for his uh, uh, participation in the hearing. And I'd also like to thank uh, all of the residents of this uh, neighborhood. I know when we had the view, it was attended by many, many residents and all of them uh, very interested in the proceeding, but uh, were always uh, courteous and helpful. And I, I think at the uh, during the public hearings, they've uh, also been very uh, courteous, uh, professional and helpful uh, in making their uh, view of the various issues known, but always in a uh, in the most respectful uh, and courteous manner. So um, with all of that, thanks to everyone. And we're going to adjourn this hearing until the 12th of September at 7.30 to begin uh, deliberations and consideration of the conditions. So I wish everyone a, a great night and uh, we'll do our best to, uh, with, with Judy's help, I didn't mention Judy, but I have to tell you that, uh, no, but I mean it, Judy, if, uh, if we didn't have you preparing a, a draft decision here with the, uh, the lawyers that I have on this panel who are top-notch lawyers, uh, but uh, working beyond capacity, uh, would be 180 days before we'd ever get a decision written, and particularly one that could we could be proud of. And uh, with uh, Judy's help, um, we can we can be assured of, no matter how we decide this particular case, uh, it, it's going to be clean, clear, professional, comprehensive, and uh, you know, much much better than we could we could do as uh, as, as practicing lawyers and and the in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. So uh, thanks a lot, guys. Uh, good health. See you on September 12th at uh, 7.30 when we'll start our deliberations. Good night to everyone. Thank, Thank you. Thank you very Paul. much. Good night.